Maybe you are having a little romance. Hmm? But end it now. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> you can tell I was really excited about it. I, I, honestly, I had to put it on. I really had to try. Speaking of Valentine's Day, we've got a lovely storm outside. I know. It's great weather for a yeah. stroll. You're probably going to have to hold hands just to stay together. You're going to get blown apart. It slightly resembles the cyclone in The Wizard of Oz. Ever so slightly, yes. I'm going to call it the beast from the Wicked Witch of the East. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it could very well be but anyway what have we got in store today rom-coms 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 nice easy episode yes a little less academic than i think than we've been doing recently uh, give you some recommendations for this valentine's day or not in my case um yeah there's a wild card in there isn't there (laughs) Well, it's not Can't good. wait. <laughs> so we've picked a favourite of ours each, a film that we've never watched each, and we've recommended one to each other as well. And uh, we're going to start with a quiz, though. Yes, we are. We do enjoy a good quiz. We do. And we're doing a quiz each. Yes, I'm feeling extremely nervous about this, as no, you don't. wouldn't tell me what the topic was. I just said that <laughs> there's, there's a theme, theme and, you and, you're, and you'll find tell out. Me. <laughs> so I'm a little bit nervous. Well, without further ado, do <laughs> let's start the first quiz. <laughs> okay, so the theme of your five-question quiz is <laughs> rom-com threesomes cast edition. <laughs> okay, okay. Not a real threesome, you know, not like that. We're not, we're not, we're not disgusting. Not like that. We're not one of those podcasts. <laughs> so, your first question. Half a point if you get two, and mm-hmm. a full point if you get all three. Right, okay. Can you name the three rom-coms starring both Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore? Oh, The Wedding Singer. Correct. Fifty First Dates and Blended. Oh, I didn't think you'd get Blended. I love that film, actually. It it's was great. A, it I was really a enjoyed surprise, it. Because I was expecting it to be completely stupid. Yeah. Um, but I did actually I quite it. like it. <laughs> mm, full point. Nice one. Okay. In the film, you... Me and Dupree. Oh no. Who played Dupree? <laughs> oh no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, He's on the poster, don't worry, it's a man. Yeah. <laughs> <That's helpful. laughs> Just to sort of help you um, out. Was it. It wasn't Owen Wilson, was it? It, well, it was Owen Wilson. Oh my god, well yes, done, me. I'm quite impressed actually, considering I've not seen the film. Quite yeah, impressed. It's not very good. To be fair. <laughs> it might be why I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There are three Bridget Jones films and three love interests throughout the series, but which actor played the father of her baby? Was it Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, or Patrick Dempsey? I can't, I've only seen the film once. Yeah, Damn me it. too. Um, well, I know she makes Colin Firth the father, but I don't know whether he actually was. She makes <laughs> <laughs> She decides to be with him, doesn't she? So I'm going to have to go with Colin him. Firth. So, yeah. Oh. Yep, that's correct. Oh, good. <laughs> In the rom-com, This Means War, who plays the character fought over by Chris Pine and Tom Hardy's characters? Um, It's Reese Witherspoon, isn't it? Correct. Good. Again, I've not seen it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, okay, right, I've got two options for the last question, depending on how well you've done. Going to go with the hard one, aren't you? I'm going to go with my backup (laughs) option, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Can you name one actor slash actress who has starred in more than one of the following? Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. Mother's Day. Julia Roberts. Yeah, I'll give you that there. Julia Roberts is in Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. You could have also had Jessica Beale, Jennifer Garner and Hector Elizondo, who's in all of them, actually. Okay. So, okay. yeah, you actually got five out of five. Oh, <laughs> so, well, I'm quite impressed. That's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah, I'm pleased with about. that. Okay. Quiz two. Right. Mine is more across the board. There isn't a specific mm-hmm. theme. It's just rom-com related. Um, Go for it. So, number one, what is the name of Hugh Grant's character in Bridget Jones' diary? Oh, <laughs> I thought you'd gone then. I was about to say hello. No, I'm here. <laughs> My brain's gone. Uh, it's Daniel Cleaver. That's right. Well done. Cool. Okay. Number two, 
In 13 Going On 30, which magazine does Jenna go to work for? Oh, see, I've not seen that. Oh, no, that's I'm guessing it's a famous one. magazine. It can't be a made-up name. Um, I, To be honest, I'm not sure, actually. Oh. <laughs> it's not one that I know. Um, but it sounds um. like a real magazine, but I, I could not tell you. I'll give you a clue since you've not seen it. It begins with a P. P. Points of view. <laughs> <laughs> I'd read it. Okay, hang on. P- 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 perspective magazine. Is that your final answer? Yeah, go for perspective. Okay. Um, that is not the correct answer, unfortunately. Um, the answer is poise. Poise. Yes, you have to watch that. Um, okay, number three. Which Shakespeare play is 10 Things I Hate About You based on? I nearly did that question for you, <laughs> knowing that it's based on a Shakespeare play. And I thought, no, I'm doing cast. So I never actually <laughs> looked it up. I, th- I think it's The Taming of the Shrew. That's right, it is. Yeah. I've never read of that. <laughs> no, I haven't either. Pointless I'm knowledge. I'm just going <laughs> to stick with the film, I think. I think that'll do for me. Yeah. Okay, number four. What colour is the door of William's house in Notting Hill? Oh, I even watched it <laughs> last year. It's like really like out there. I, I'm narrowing down. It's either yellow or blue. Okay. What is your final answer? I think it must be bright yellow. Going with yellow? Yeah. I'm <laughs> so not, not not sure about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going with yellow. Yeah. Uh, that is incorrect, I'm afraid. <laughs> if you'd blue, gone with it? blue, you would have been right. Yeah, I just remember it looking weird, and I thought blue. I've seen blue doors before. That's not so weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and number five, which well. Jennifer Aniston rom-com came out first? Uh. The breakup, along came Polly. Rumour has it, or The Bounty Hunter? Definitely not The Bounty Hunter. Um, I don't think it's Along Came Polly. I'm going with Rumour Has It. You're going with Rumour Has It? That is incorrect, I'm afraid. (laughs) It was Along Came Polly, which came out in 2004. And I didn't know Rumour Has It, so I went for that one. (laughs) (laughs) She had one called Picture Perfect or something like that. That's quite old. Um, Oh, I'm not sure if she was in that one. Rumour Has It came out in 2005 so there's only a year between yeah. them they were very close never mind oh, well. I didn't do very well there you got two out of five you weren't yeah. to know if you'd seen the films or not it's, it's, a, it's a broad category had I had a quiz on threesomes I mean <laughs> <laughs> you'd have done very well <laughs> anyway so okay. there's the quiz Ziz so we are jumping Straight in with your first review, um, which is going to be the one you were recommended. Yes. So we're going to do our recommended films first. So what did I recommend to you? <laughs> the film that I'd only like partially seen before, which was When Harry Met Sally. Yes. Contain Your Gasps. Yay. Um, from 1989. <laughs> um, I imagine most people have seen this, so me describing the plot is going to be a bit redundant, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because um, <laughs> so, it was new, newish to me. So after graduating from... Uh, the University of Chicago in 1977. There are two people who have a mutual friend slash girlfriend, uh, and they've agreed to car share back to New York, uh, but they've never met each other before. So who have we got? We've got Harry Burns, played by Billy Crystal. In the worst wig you'll ever seen. Is it a wig? I couldn't tell. It is tell. a wig, yeah. It's a terrible wig. Yeah. Um, how do I describe him? He's a bit gross, a bit trashy, a bit obnoxious. Mm. Um, and then you've got Sally Albright, played by Meg Ryan, who's kind of a snobbish, uptight, bit stubborn character. So they're polar opposites of each other, mm. really. Um, the journey is a bit of a nightmare for <laughs> Sally in particular. Um, they argue most of the way. And... He spits on a window as well. I was disgusted <laughs> at say, that. He was just spits at a window. That was my favourite bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he kind of like proposes this theory that, and this is the foundation of the whole film, mm-hmm. that men and women can't be friends, you know, for as long as either one of them finds the other one attractive. Yeah, because sex always gets in the way yeah. and it ruins it but then proceeds to tell her that he finds her attractive anyway <laughs> so she shuts him down they reach new york shake hands have a nice life da da yeah and never part see ways. anyone again yeah yeah but hesitantly 
mm. part ways. There's like a lingering hmm. <laughs> and then the rest of the film is kind of um it's like a series of chapters in a way. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. like they meet them at different meeting. ages, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So over the over the next twelve years, and initially it's like five years at a time that mm-hmm. pass. And it's mostly chance encounters, you yeah. know, the obviously the, the car share was sort of a coincidency thing. And then the they meet in the airport. Uh, they meet in a bookshop at one point mm-hmm. and there's always a sense that there might be something between them but they're mm-hmm. always emotionally unavailable yeah. you know either they're with someone or they've just broken up or they've just been divorced and things like that but they yeah. do eventually become best friends but too afraid to sort of ruin what they've got and take it to the next level because of what harry said <laughs> when they <laughs> first met um, and that's one of their blockers really because harry embodies like a like a pessimistic outlook on life, I guess. Like yes. He's got these certain theories and lots Always of wisdom. Always reads the last page of a book first in case he dies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, a good, that's right. That's a good way of uh, putting it. Yeah, I mean, I think he fancies himself a bit of a like a relationship guru, but it's not really getting him anywhere. No, um, which is quite funny. And then on the flip side, Sally is is too guarded and you know doesn't like taking risks. So in a way, mm. they're kind of perfect for each other because they're sort of mutually hopeless. Mm. Uh, and I like the way that the film frames them sometimes for our benefit as if they were a couple mm. there's a bit where they ring each other before bed well they're in bed and yeah. you know they're watching the tv together and the, the, it's done in split screen so it looks like yeah. they might as well just be sharing the bed I quite mm-hmm. like that it's the type of film where you're just going why are you two not together why are you with yeah. other people what are you doing <laughs> idiots <laughs> <laughs> we know how can you not know yeah, so and then the other thing that was interesting about this is that the all these different chapters and episodes are interspersed with mock interviews of elderly couples and yeah. how they got together, usually by chance or against the odds. I don't know how much I like that. I, I'd love them. I think they're so cute. I do like I just don't know how much I like them being in the middle of the film. If it began and ended yeah. that way, I think it'd be a little bit better because it does kind of distract from the story a little bit. You know, because oh, they're like breaking it. the fourth wall like and stuff. It. And then I suppose last thing to mention is the cast, really. And I never mm. used to like Billy Crystal, and I don't like him in some things. Mm. Um, That's fair I think when I tried watching this when I was younger, I'd, I, I think I struggled with him because he's not your conventional. Oh yeah, no. Lead. He, I mean, you don't go Meg Ryan. Who can we put with Meg Ryan, the most gorgeous <laughs> woman of the eighties? <laughs> I think we'll go with Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal yeah. Maybe that was a bit of a hurdle for me there, but I think it's easier to like him and understand him when you're a bit older. Yeah. yeah. And... This is why you should always give movies another try. Oh, I do, though. No, I'm no, doing... I don't mean to you. I'm, I'm talking oh. to our audience in general. I, I do think oh, it's right, a Mary, great... I've done it. <laughs> I do think it's a great thing to go back and watch a movie, maybe at a different period of your life, and you could have completely different outlooks. So I think yeah. it's quite interesting to to go back and look at things you've mm-hmm. maybe not understood or or liked as much. Yeah, Meg Ryan I really liked. Oh, she's she fantastic. was easy to like, although she could be quite frustrating. But I think that contributes to the feeling you get about yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, just kiss already. <laughs> I, I think this is her best film. To be honest, I really do. I think mm. it's it is yeah. great. But yeah, no, I think that's kind of it. I, I wrote down some like favourite moments, and most mm-hmm. of them were just like that. It's a very subtle out of the blue stuff, like when he's having the the conversation about his divorce, but they're at the football game. So every like <laughs> yeah. every two minutes, they have to do a Mexican wave and yeah, sit back down yeah. and carry on. <laughs> and I quite like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the, I'll have what she's having seen is obviously iconic. So yeah, that's when Harry met Sally. Really, I, I, I liked it. I liked oh, it a good. Lot. Good. Yeah. I'm very pleased. Okay, so we'll move on to your recommendation for me, which was yeah. uh, Scenes of a Sexual Nature, which came out in <laughs> uh, 2006. Now, mm-hmm. this one, it's not your conventional rom-com. Well, I don't even know how to say <laughs> comedy. It's one of those really weird ones where you're like, what, what? Oh, I think it's a comedy. I, I find it I hilarious. Awkward moments in it. So <laughs> yeah. I'll try and I'll try and kind of sum this up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely does not have the formula of a normal rom com. It focuses on different couples, different pairings um, throughout a day. On um, is it Hampstead Heath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on a summer day, um, and it and it's all different relationships and pairings of people. And and just seeing this scene play out, basically, all different things. There's awkward scenes and then there's blind dates and loads of different things. Um, mm-hmm. It was hard to pin down this one. 
And I think my issue with it was that there was very little um, satisfaction. So, <laughs> and I'll explain what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. So when you watch a rom-com, you're looking for the payoff. So the satisfaction mm. of the couple getting together. And we didn't have any of that apart from one, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, this film, it's, it's, there's loads of big names there. Eileen Atkins and Hugh Bonneville, Tom Hardy, Andrew Lincoln, Ewan McGregor. Uh, there's just loads of people you would mm. recognise in it. Even Catherine Tate's in it. Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I don't know. I've just, I've, nothing really ended satisfactorily. I think the one that kind of is the closest to a, a nice thing is um, Eileen Atkins, um, mm, yeah, Iris and Benjamin Whitrose Eddie, who they'd met years and years before, 40 odd years before on this bench twice, but both were engaged to be married to other people and they've both been married um their mm. partners have, have died um and they both come to the bench one on a wednesday one on a thursday so they've always missed each other but one of them's got the day wrong <laughs> and come on the wrong day <laughs> and they have a conversation and then realize that it's the person that they met yeah, all those fair. years ago um and they spend some time together and walking and things so that was quite nice but then the other the other relationship you've got to, uh, the one that really confused me was Catherine Tate and uh, Adrian oh, Lester. Yeah. Like, what the hell yeah. is going on there? So they're like kissing well, the, and think, stuff, but they're getting a divorce. And the, the, like... I think the point, is, every single oh. one of them, it's a really very specific yeah. scenario. It's not just we're on a date yeah there's no normal satisfying (laughs) relationship it's all like obviously you've got the pair that are divorcing and then you've got a woman who's Mm -hmm. just been dumped and tom hardy comes and harasses her in a really (laughs) weird way but she's weird too (laughs) and then you've got um you've got the two um gay men talking about having children one of them wanting children and one of them not that one doesn't really end well. And then the other one, which I thought was going to be nice, was Hugh Bonneville <laughs> and Gina McKee, who were it's in really Notting Hill together. Um, and I thought, oh, this is nice. And they were on a blind date. And they, I mean, there was a few, like, you know, moments where it was a bit sketchy, where you thought, oh, oh don't, you know, it's getting a bit... Yeah. Uh, and I thought, but no, the, you know, it's, this is going well. This is going well. And then she looks at this other guy, just looks up and looks at him. And he's just like, right. And he just packs up and he just storms off. Blazer like, and some sunglasses and she's off. <laughs> it's deliberately looking at the ugliest possible side of things, yeah, you know, that could, it's all that could awkward. go wrong. Yeah, all awkward yeah. things and, and unconventional mm-hmm. uh, relationships yeah. and pairings and things that aren't all gloss glossy on the surface like we imagine yeah. those things to be um mm-hmm. so I, I didn't really get along very well with this one um because it, it just sound it, like it. it kind of like <laughs> i was just really confused <laughs> by so much of it it's funny though right it's funny um, yeah it was awkward and if it was awkward funny yeah like to the point where you would laugh <laughs> at the awkward situation that they're in yeah um but it's like short films yeah They've got the same sort of tone. You've got three minutes, five minutes to be as ridiculous as possible. You'll see other characters, see other characters, you know, yeah. um, as you're going along. Crisscrossing. Um, that's my kind of film. I like looking at yes. like, dipping into lots of different lives and then painting a mosaic of, you know, something. Yeah. And I love how it's all just set on the one location. Yeah, I liked that part. I did like that it was all set on that one day in that one place. I liked that. Mm. but i i just wanted more of a payoff i wanted a little bit i wanted a bit more of the gloss yeah, yeah i think it was it was a bit of a risk it was a risk yeah because it it's not you know it's not your beginning middle end i would definitely i would story. definitely give it a go though i'd recommend people give it a go i think it's i think if people will watch it for the cast i think yeah there's so many oh, faces there's I mean, even like mark in strong's there. in there as yeah. well and yeah it's um, definitely definitely worth watching <laughs> So yeah. that was that was your recommendation <laughs> for me. So what was the film that you watched that you hadn't seen before? Um, I think we both went down an Oscar-y kind of route here. Mm. Um, I went for the Philadelphia story. I nearly did Clueless, but we we weren't sure whether that was mm. rom-com-y enough. Yeah. Um, so this is a, uh, an older film, like much older rom-com from yeah. 1940. It's one of those, I'd, I'd never seen it. I'd never seen a trailer. I, d- I wasn't mm. even sure if I'd seen the poster before. I had no idea who was in it, what it was about or anything. Mm-hmm. So only what I had in my head <laughs> and the opening scene and I'll highlight this for a reason very quick it's only about 30 seconds long and it plays out 
in like mime, I suppose. And <laughs> Catherine Hepburn plays Tracy Lord, and she's literally throwing her husband out. Um, he's called a CK Dexter Haven, and he's played by Cary Grant. And it's sort of like this cartoonish, almost like Tom and Jerry-ish, and she's snapping his golf clubs, and the music goes. <laughs> it's very unusual like that. And I thought, yeah. oh, I wonder if this is going to be the style of the whole film because before this and across the 1930s rom-coms were kind of screwball comedies you know very sort of spoofy satirical farcical situations and they all sort of have a battle of the sexes thing going on Mm -hmm. don't they like there's always a central female character and then the man or the men around her yeah but saying all that you can tell that this film had started to break the mold a bit or transition out of that screwball Mm -hmm. style because as the story and the character arc of tracy progresses there's just a definite shift into a more i want to say sophisticated mm-hmm. romantic comedy for that time and i think yeah. it's probably the reason it was such a big influence on a lot of the rom-coms we have today i think even like bridget jones yeah. how to lose a guy in 10 days four weddings and a funeral my best friend's wedding the wedding crasher mm-hmm. wedding planner particularly the wedding films <laughs> because <laughs> straight after the opening scene we get a newspaper headline And turns out Tracy Lord's family is one of the oldest and wealthiest in Philadelphia, very high profile society Mm -hmm. people. Uh, And we've jumped ahead two years and she's getting remarried already. And this time it's to someone who is, I think someone said in the film, so obviously beneath her, so obviously (laughs) much lower class, which means that she's got him wrapped around her finger, which she likes Mm. (laughs) because um, that's the essence of her character, really. She wears the trousers, literally. Um, Quite literally, Catherine Hepburn always wore trousers. <laughs> yeah. Um, she just commands everyone around her. She's mm-hmm. quite brash and a, a, quite a masculine character, I think, yeah. for the time. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Hepburn's perfect for that in her voice. Yeah, she brought that to a lot of her roles. Because <laughs> she'll just tell everyone what to do like this and she'll tell it. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> was it? That was very good. I've never good. done that before. So. Um, <laughs> But when it comes to romance and relationship, this makes her really difficult because men just can't live up to the high standards that she's got for herself. She yeah. she finds human imperfection unforgivable, someone says. The, the editor of a gossip magazine describes her as the unapproachable Miss Lord. Um, <laughs> and it's this magazine that her ex-husband approaches um, to get even with her, basically yeah. by arranging for a, a reporter, Macaulay Connor, played by James Stewart, and a photographer and himself to infiltrate the private wedding in mm. the family home and expose the family with this ridiculous undignified article and that's where you get most of the screwball stuff so in the first half yeah. of the film and so tracy cottons on to what they're doing and she ends up roping her entire family into this sort of sort of this charade i guess <laughs> they're all they're all pumping themselves up and making themselves ridiculous and in the end nobody in this house is who they really say they are yeah Quite, I quite like that. Everyone's sort of sarcastic and passive-aggressive, especially mm-hmm. the two exes. And it's quite amusing. But then over the 24 hours leading up to the wedding, these facades start to slip a bit. So Tracy and her ex-husband start to reminisce about old times. And you think, mm-hmm. oh, they're actually getting on a little bit here. And then she develops a connection with Macaulay, the reporter, who's sort of like living paycheck to paycheck. And he sees the real her and brings that out. And then she starts questioning, Does, do I want to marry this new <laughs> this new fiancé? <laughs> Until she's got all three of them pining over her. That's the bit really. I don't like, uh, the bit, the relationship with James Stewart. I was like, I don't, why, why is this happening? It's a bit <laughs> out of the blue, yeah. Uh, she's like almost like a hopeless romantic in a way. Hopeless in lots of ways. Yeah, she sees this like <laughs> ideal of a person. Oh, this is, you know, it would be like this. And yeah, it never exactly. is. She just like sees it a certain way, and mm. but she does the same with herself though. Like she, she's almost like a self-proclaimed goddess. Mm. You know, I mean, everyone has to worship her. You know, and yeah. that's what happens really. That that high society snobbery just starts unraveling until mm-hmm. she starts reflecting on herself, and and by the end of it, she's saying, "I feel like a human being." Um, yeah, and that's where the more sophisticated bit comes from. And I think because it's based on a play. It is more sort of dialogue heavy and more philosophical towards the end, and then she has to make the big decision: who's she gonna, who's she gonna be with? So. Yeah. So what what did you think of the actors in this? The three main yeah. actors, because James Stewart got an Oscar for this. Yeah, unusual role for him to win for, I think. But yes, I, I, he was very his, good. I, yeah. I really like the scenes where he was really drunk. And he turns up at turns up at <laughs> yeah. Cary Grant's house, yeah. and he keeps referring to him by his full name. <laughs> now listen here, 
CK Dexter Haven. Yeah, I thought oh, I did really like it. I mean, you only have to look at the the names of the people in the film to know like the caliber of acting it is. You yeah, know, Hepburn, Grant, and Stewart. I'm glad you enjoyed this because you're not yeah, one for I watching older films, it. really. I don't know if I was just a bit bored though. Mm. Like I don't know whether it's because I knew where it was going. It's quite trivial, I think. Yeah, I think first half it was fun, and then second half it sort of wasn't so fun. Mm. It was a lot of her just making her mind up, and I, mm. I don't know whether it's as entertaining. But yeah, no, I, mm. I still think it was really good. Oh, good. Okay, I just have to apologise in advance for, <laughs> for what this is going to be. Oh, it was horrendous. So, right, my film that I chose that I haven't seen you, before. You chose. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I chose. <laughs> I tried to talk you out of it. As you did. I wish I'd <laughs> listened. Uh, was Moonstruck, um, which Cher won the Oscar for. Uh, it came out mm. in 1987. And this film is about a woman called Loretta Castorini. She's a, a bookkeeper, I suppose, accounts and things um, from Brooklyn in New York. And she's getting married to this man that she doesn't love. <laughs> She just right. agrees to marry him, um, who's an absolute twit, um, <laughs> and is old, and it's yeah, I just don't see it. Um, and mm. then he has had this feud with his brother from five years ago. You don't know what, what it was, um, and he says he's going to Italy to see his dying mother, and they're going to have the wedding in a month when he comes back and can she ring the brother and ask him to come to the wedding um mm. so she does this she she rings the brother and he's horrible and won't come to see her um so she goes to see him in this bakery and it turns out the reason that they had this feud the two brothers because the older brother whose name is Johnny um so <laughs> Johnny was talking to his brother Ronnie, played by Nicolas Cage. And mm. when Ronnie was talking to him, he wasn't paying attention to what he was doing in the bakery and he put his hand in a slicer and his hand was chopped off. Oh. So he's only got I don't one remember hand. any of this. And this is why he hates his brother, because it's he thinks it's his brother's fault that he lost his hand. And when he his lost his hand handiwork. <laughs> yes. And when his brother when he lost his hand, his fiance left him for another man. Okay. Because he'd lost his hand and he blames it all on his brother. Um, and and it's honestly, it is horrendous. Um, so I had like a group of things that I wanted to like talk about in this, like chemistry and believability, um, like satisfaction, the highlights of the film, you know, all that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I can honestly say that the chemistry is non-existent. I don't, I just mm -hmm. don't get it whatsoever. <laughs> the acting was horrendous. I actually don't know how this film got made. Like what mm. studio executive sat down and watched this finished version and went, yep. We'll release that just as it is. Yeah. It is absolute crap. The the formula of the film makes no sense whatsoever. She just keeps getting persuaded to keep seeing this Ronnie. Like they just end up sleeping together. I, I mean, it literally, it it's just mad. He picks her up at one point, knocks the table aside, and she says, "Well, where are you taking me?" And he goes to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like, are you, are you serious? Who wrote this freaking script? It's yeah. awful. It is horrendous. It's like I, all I don't remember and, oh. a single moment. And like, that's how forgettable yeah, I Yeah, Olympia Dukakis won, I think, as well for yeah, she best did. support. And I, I don't know why. Like, she does <laughs> fuck all. <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's not so horrendous. much in the case of Cher. Mm. It's not so much how did she win. It's how did... Glenn Close not win for Fatal Attraction. Who in the know. right mind voted for this over Fatal Attraction? I just don't, yeah. I do not understand. It's so there's no chemistry. The believability of the film is non-existent because I just, I, I didn't buy any of it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the um, supporting characters in the film. I, I just wasn't bothered about anybody. The highlight of the film for me was the beginning and the end when That Tomorrow by Dean Martin was played. I sang <laughs> along to that both times. That was the highlight. And then your face just fell that in the middle. Was the highlight <laughs> of the film for me was the leading credits and the end credits song. <laughs> when it ended. That was it. Yeah. So, Shall I tell you a film that I kind of match it with in my head i mm. think moonstruck and the film pritzy's honor 
go very hand in hand. I I've not seen Princess Honor, but I might not ever see it now. Considering, <laughs> I mean, it's got it's, it's what it's Jack Nicholson, isn't it, and and Angelica Houston. Mm-hmm. So they're much, you know, and she would have much Oscar better name. She, Angelica she did, yeah. yeah. But it's the same kind of like it feels like the same sort of time period, sort of same Italian American, yeah. Kind of setting, but again, I just couldn't well. tell the you what Italian was going on. The American was so fake. They were yeah. all putting on this Italian American accent. It was horrendous. It really yeah, was it horrendous. Really uh, yeah. it just and it looked awful. <laughs> and it, I just none of it made sense. I hated mm. it. I gave it one star. I don't think I've. It's, it's very rare I give anything one star. I'm usually nicer than that, but I absolutely hated this. I don't know how it. It's like looked on as a classic. I, re- I just don't yeah, understand. Yeah, it's weird that some people say they like this film. Yeah, I just don't understand really where, like. where this kind of love for it has come from because it's <laughs> it really is absolute crap. So yeah. moving on to something nicer, I yeah. hope. I hope. <laughs> yeah, so that was our unseen films, wasn't yes, it? Yes, that was, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do some favourites. <laughs> Yay! I needed Yay. it after that car crash of the day. It was horrendous. I think oh, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, we never review bad films. No, we don't. So it's a little bit Yes, different. okay. So what was your favourite you picked for you, Matt? Well, we're, we're doing our top fives at the end of yes, the episode. So I'm not going to do what was my number one, because we've covered it in another episode, and I'm not going to do my number two, mm-hmm. because we've covered it in a few, and we're going to cover it again soon. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go with a different one. Uh, from my list of favourites, and that's my big fat Greek wedding. Mm. And I have to say, I do think this is massively not underrated, but just underseen. Yeah, I think I'd agree. The with people you who there. do see this love this, mm. and I think it's one of the best written films mm-hmm. ever. I genuinely do think it is. Um, so it's from two thousand and two, yeah. and we start the film. I like doing this, you know, the opening scene. Uh, <laughs> it's five a.m. in Chicago. And Tula Portocalis arrives to open up the diner owned by her enormous Greek family. But she's <laughs> tired, she's frumpy, and she's only 30. And every day since she was a teenager, she's been told by her family that she needs to get married soon because she's starting to look old. And that basically is the expectation of her, really, as a Greek woman. You marry a Greek boy, you make Greek babies, and you feed everyone. <laughs> until the day you die and her family are so pro-greek you know especially her dad who never stops preaching greek superiority you know he says there's two kind of people um greeks and everyone else who wishes they were greek (laughs) (laughs) and and just to make the point even clearer like in the middle of this really modest um middle class neighborhood their house is modeled after the parthenon it's got the columns and the greek god statues (laughs) and a greek flag painted on the the garage door (laughs) So amidst all these customs and traditions and expectations, Tula's options are really limited, mm. you know, and the women who don't get married work in the family diner. Simple as. Yeah. But she just wants to escape and have a different life. Like she's just not, she's just not happy. So the first part of the film, I love, it's great because mm. um, she sort of makes this change and I love a good montage, you know, a makeover yes. montage. It's my yes. favourite thing. And she manages to convince them to let her go to college to do a computer course, you know, yeah. to help with the... Uh, the system they use at the diner um, ends up getting a new job at her aunt's travel agency because they own like a, a dry cleaners and a diner and a travel agency. You know, she starts wearing a bit of makeup. She dresses a bit trendier. She wears contact lenses and she's like, she's a new person. And there's a moment where she looks in the mirror and for the first time in the film, she just smiles at herself and it's so lovely. Mm. It's so good. Um, and right on cue, she meets Ian Miller. He's like a, a vegetarian teacher <laughs> from a very small, quiet, conservative, non-Greek family. Emphasis on the non-Greek part. And it's the perfect fairy tale. Like she's literally swept off her feet. It's love at first sight. And they start this relationship in secret because she knows that there's absolutely no way, no hope in hell that her family are going to approve and accept this. Mm. And and even if they did, she thinks, oh, how is it going to work? You know, our backgrounds are so different, you know, mm. and, and their families and hers just happened to be big, loud and full of breeding Greek eaters and nobody has ever gone out with a non-Greek before, but they mm. do find out. And, and so the rest of the film is all about how 
Ian and and his parents are sort of integrated into this mm-hmm. into this unit, this enormous family unit where she's got twenty seven first cousins and they're all called <laughs> Nick, <laughs> um, Anita, Diane, and Nick, um, and everything's so over the top. And instead of like a nice quiet meet the parents, there's a there's like this huge like family party and they're on the front lawn with lamb on a spit and <laughs> and it and it's just yeah and there's ouzo everywhere and there's meat on trays and you know it's vegetarian <laughs> um i absolutely love it and then obviously they do get engaged and it's about mm. the prep for the wedding and how interfering everybody is and, yeah. and the bridesmaids dresses are shocking and the invitations have the <laughs> parents names <laughs> wrong and all sorts i, I think it's an absolute joy and it's literally laugh a second and quote per minute at least and it just flies by i think you get to the end and you could press rewind and start again i could watch it forever it's based on like a one woman show that she did so this is nia vardalos who wrote it and starred in it and obviously it was successful she's it's been adapted into this screenplay and honestly she was she was oscar nominated for writing she was Golden Globe nominated for performance in a comedy for the Golden Globes. Um, they all got a SAG Award nomination for someone cast. And that, that, that sums it up for me. It's the writing, mm. it's her, and it's the ensemble. That's and how I, I feel I about When Harry Met Sally. The writing quality mm. is fantastic. The yeah, supporting yeah. characters are fantastic. Mm. And as a whole, it just all comes together and makes a fantastic movie. I feel exactly mm. the same way about that. Yeah, but the thing is, she wrote it based on how she met her husband. So you, yeah. you, as bizarre as it all is, it's so believable as well because yeah. it's you know that's how she met her husband Ian. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's it's legit what happened and oh and just all the funny little oh, I say funny it's very sweet like all the little sacrifices that he makes, including getting baptized in the paddling pool. Yeah, <laughs> in I remember the, that. In bit. the Greek Orthodox <laughs> Church, God, just it honestly makes me howl every time, and it's that's brilliantly what you want from acted. A good movie. Yeah, Definitely. and there's not, there's not necessarily any big names in here. You know, I associate these actors with this film. That's what they were known for, and I, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love them. I love the characters, and I love the people. Um, and the music's great. All very traditional Greek music. You know, I'd listen to that standalone. I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that I, honestly, like highly, highly recommend. Watch. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite films of okay. all time. Fabulous. Right. I love it. Okay. Um similar for me, um I haven't gone with like my top. Mm-hmm. I've gone with one that's in my favourites. Um and I would say this is probably the most modern film that I go back and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. Usually it's mm-hmm. older films. Um this yeah. is the most modern, I think. Um and it's about time that came out in two thousand and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen this movie. <laughs> um I absolutely love it. Uh, it's yeah. just brilliant. So this was written and directed by Richard Curtis um, of, of uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral and Love Actually fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just fantastic. He makes such a great British movie. Yeah. Uh, it's so relatable. Everything in it, all the characters, all the scenarios are so recognisable to our British life. Um, and that's part of the thing I love about it. Um mm-hmm. And the characters are always so easy to root for. I, and yeah. I really do think he, he just has this great ability um, to write fantastic movies. Um, so the plot of this one, it is a little bit far-fetched. <laughs> it has its own little <laughs> fantasy element. So you learn from the narration that this is about a man called Tim, uh, and when he's 21, he finds out that he can travel in time. Only the men in the family can do it. His, his dad, Bill Nye, <laughs> tells him um, when he's 21 that only the men can travel. And they can only do it within their own lifetime. They can't mm-hmm. go to other places. But obviously this just opens up his entire life. Um, and he uses this to help him get a girlfriend because that's what he wants. He wants love, basically. And Tim's played by Donald Gleason, who honest to god is so fantastic i just honestly i would just i just melt that i would <laughs> literally marry that man in a heartbeat if He's you didn't very, know very he, versatile yeah if you didn't know he was irish you would think he was this lovely old-fashioned awkward english gentleman mm-hmm. um because he just does it so well um <laughs> uh, and he meets mary um and falls head over heels in love um and she's played by rachel mcadams who is just like a rom-com queen 
Mm. She's yeah. just fantastic. She's versatile as yes. well in her I own, d- I in her love own Rachel McAdams. I, I really, really like half it. Half and half. But I do um, like it when she does do stuff good. And basically he spends parts of the film trying to get her. And then the other part is just about the life. You know, getting together, meeting parents, getting married, having children. Um, and, and that's it really. It's it's just about a life. Mm-hmm. Um there are certain things about this I, I, I really love. Um, the chemistry is is brilliant. I think it's very believable. Even though Mary's American, it makes no difference to the believability of this at all um, mm-hmm. because he he's so grounded and you just believe he loves her, as simple as that. I love the uh, side characters in this. There's so many great characters in this you've got bill nye playing the dad who's brilliant lindsay duncan as the mum is fantastic she's like the queen (laughs) (laughs) they say a fashion icon's the queen and you can totally see it um (laughs) you've got lydia wilson playing his sister kit kat she's absolutely mental proper out there um Mm. tom hollander is fantastic as the dad's playwright friend harry um he's the most sarcastic miserable man that you'll ever meet but he's just brilliant um margot robbie was in this in an early role for her um and also vanessa kirby has a really funny role in this playing mary's Mm. friend um and obviously she's become very big now uh, after doing the crown and mission impossible and things like that so Mm -hmm. um it's got a really great cast of characters and again like my my favorites always do it's not just about the pair the romantic pair it's what else is in the film who else Mm. is in it and what they bring to it and in terms of satisfaction um (laughs) this this has the rom-com payoff not your usual because it doesn't have your usual boy loses girl finds girl at Mm. the end that's not the line for this but it's just this film, I've never known another film like it to leave you kind of inspired and feeling hopeful and happy about life. Mm. He says at the end, one of his last lines is that he doesn't travel back in time at all anymore. He just lives mm-hmm. as if it's the full final day of my extraordinary, ordinary life. Mm. And I just think that's such a Very lovely good. concept to yeah. just take life for what it is and enjoy all the moments of it. Yeah. I think that's what makes films feel good though, isn't it? Yeah. It just it's leaves me message. feeling happy that yeah. life isn't all doom and gloom. There are lovely bits in it. Um, and you just feel inspired. So this is, it's fantastic. There's so many highlights. There's a, some great montages in here. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a great one um, when they they've got together and it's in a train station and there's a band at the end of the train station, which play all the way through. Um, and mm-hmm. you see time passing through them moving in together and then them going to work and different things. And so that's fantastic. The wedding is brilliant. Uh, they used most of their budget on the storm at the end. Um, oh, right. uh, it was the a massive rain storm, horrible weather. And the, the mm. um, God, it's not a gazebo, but they had like a tent thing up. Like a marquee it, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it blows up and just... <laughs> gets taken away by the wind and apparently that was a huge part of their budget for the film oh, yeah. um because it obviously had to be done as an effect yeah you know? so um <laughs> so yeah so that's fantastic it's not your usual and i think that's what i like it doesn't have that glossy like usual wedding they don't she she's wearing a red dress and she goes down the aisle to this ridiculous song uh, <sighs> and the weather's awful and everybody's yeah. getting soaking wet and the wind but isn't terrible. that british but it's yeah you know yes think? exactly <laughs> it's just not glossy it's just real realistic yeah. and that's what i love about it Bonkers. i could not recommend this one highly enough because it mm, just I've leaves once, you feeling I don't so remember satisfied very well. I, would, so I, I do want to watch that again, again this watch week. it again because it is it just leaves you feeling so happy and hopeful mm-hmm. And I yeah. can't think of a better one for Valentine's Day than that. Mm-hmm. Sounds very good to me. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see whether that is going to make it into your top five. Mm, I have a feeling it's probably going to be there. Um, so yeah, we've You'll done see. a top 
five rom-coms. There would be a lot of other types of, of things in there if it included yeah. romance as a whole. Um, but mm-hmm. in terms of rom-coms, it's, it is a very different list. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, shall I kick us off if we do our numbers five to two? Yes, you go first and then I'll do mine. And then we'll reveal okay. our top ones at the end. I don't think we'll have too much crossover here. Maybe a tiny No, bit. I don't think at all, really. I think there'll be one <laughs> for definite. My number five, honestly, it drops down lists every time we do it. And I think, I wonder whether that's because I've watched it too much or maybe it's just not that good but we're talking about favorite and not best so I have mm, kept it yes. in and that is the holiday Ugh, I was t- I was so tempted to put this in but I didn't it's not that good is it it's kind of shit. no it's not that it's not that is I think of it more as a romance than a rom-com so if yeah, it, yeah I, I would have I would have put it in there um mm. if it was a romance film it would definitely have been in my top five um but i just don't see it as a rom-com exactly yeah i I mean i just think it's a really cozy easy watch i think that's probably why i do it it's the right level of christmasy i know yes not a christmas nancy myers as well she's perfect and sorry nancy myers the director yes of course she's just fantastic at that type of film yeah i just like the concept more than anything i think it's exciting it's about Mm. spontaneity and adventure and going with the flow and letting go of the past yeah. and Jude Law and stuff. So, and you know, and just, Jude Law, just Jude <laughs> Law. about Jude Law, yeah. <laughs> the ultimate... Uh, or just Jude Law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come to my cottage. <laughs> um, and then number four, again, arguably maybe not a rom-com, but I think it is. Mm. Um, it's listed as a, as a comedy drama romance, but yeah. um, I've put the best exotic Marigold Hotel because... I do genuinely think this is a very life-affirming yes. film, a bit like About Time. Um, if people don't know what it is, it's a it's a group of British pensioners who all have the same idea to just pack up and go to India and live in this luxury retirement hotel, um, <laughs> yeah. which isn't quite as it seems on the brochure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, a lot of them, they're just going like to start over, you know, but bear in mind that these are like septuagenarians or whatever the... <laughs> mm-hmm. and all very famous septuagenarians as well <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah you've got uh judy dench maggie smith bill nye penelope wilton tom wilkinson celia Imrie, my queen and mm-hmm. deb patel runs the hotel badly yeah. he's very um, good in that actually <laughs> it's just it amazing really it, the whole thing it's a, is just, it is just very great. much a feel-good film definitely yeah. it has that it's that, that life to it. too short message you know life's yeah. too short you're never too old to live life to the full mm-hmm. and to make every second count yeah I, I think it's i think it's a wonderful wonderful film and the music mm-hmm. again it's fantastic uh, number three my big fat greek wedding as i've already said it's hilarious touching realistic incredible piece of writing and ensemble mm-hmm. performance amazing music and you just don't want it to end there's no other film like it apart from the sequel which nobody asked for <laughs> <laughs> it's basically it's the same template with the same jokes it's, it was kind of pointless mm. number two before i pause is love actually obviously <laughs> um and again i like that it's a realistic realistic you know for grown-ups it's yeah richard curtis all over it is, yeah. yeah. It's not about everything going right, you know. It's a it's a microcosm of crisscrossing stories, you know. And everyone's individual story is different, and everyone's situation is yeah. different. And uh, it shows some of the uglier side of relationships and what happens when things go wrong, just as well as it does things that go right. Yeah. And again, one of the best casts ever assembled. Mm-hmm. You know, Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, Liam Neeson, Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, Kira Knightley, Laura Linney, Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing Fabulous writing directed cast. by Richard Curtis, quintessentially British, and I Absolutely. love it. Absolutely, I think it's I think it's there. probably the most loved um, British rom com as well because Americans yeah. love Love Actually as well. Some people most hate that film. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't know how you can not love that film. <laughs> no. Okay, so my top five rom coms, like I said, would be very different if it was just romance in general. I've gone very mm. much rom coms only mm-hmm. so my number five is 13 going on 30 oh. with jennifer garner and this is just so much fun it's just lovely um it's a girl who's 13 and she wants to be 30 flirty and thriving and she gets <laughs> her wish yeah i know 
great. I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully will be at the end of this year. <laughs> I don't know about flirty and thriving, but I will definitely be thirty. Um, so this bit, she gets her wish basically, and it's the the fun and the comedy comes in the fact that she's gone from a thirteen year old to a thirty year old overnight. Mm. Um, so it's, it's like just big, isn't it? It's yeah, big it's like it's just. <laughs> Goes from being a child to an adult and having to deal with all of the, all of the things that come along with that, um, and she finds that her life in those years um, is not what she wanted it to be. She's actually not a nice person at all. Mm. Um, and then overnight, she's this different person. She gets back in touch with her old friend, played by Mark Ruffalo, and this is his most gorgeous, brooding, great. Right, he's just so so uh attractive in this film <laughs> it's just well, calm down mary <laughs> yeah oh, he is he's lovely it's one of my favorites of that he's in as well um mm. and but jennifer garner makes this movie she really does it's a role that just fits her like a glove it's so innocent and friendly and mm. I, I absolutely recommend it it's brilliant uh, my mm. number four okay. is notting hill and I'm not going to go right. too much into this because we know this, you know, Hugh Grant. Yeah, because his door's blue. Yeah, it's a no- yeah, his door's <laughs> blue. And it's a normal person uh, from Notting Hill, funnily enough, yeah. um, who happens to bump into literally a famous actress played by Julia Roberts. And um, mm. they, you know, try and be together, not together. Lots of things happen in, in between. Uh, perfectly written. Again, it's a great oh, yeah. script, Notting Hill. Um, full of great supporting characters as well. Uh, yeah. Another reason why I love it. I, I love the scene w- with the brownie. It's a terrible excuse to hog the brownie. Oh. <laughs> You're not fooling anyone. Oh, uh, I, I was just, thinking of Horse and Hound magazine. So, Sorry, I just. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is hilarious. It's really good, and and it's another one with that great payoff at the end. Just satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number three is Pretty Woman because I mean, how can you not have Pretty Woman in the oh, top five? Um, oh yeah, it's oh, it's just fabulous, isn't it? This is Julia Roberts star making role Mm -hmm. it was she was just i mean i think everybody on the planet fell in love with julia roberts when she Mm -hmm. did pretty woman um and perfectly reasonably as well um oh yeah i i just i think again great script brilliant characters um supporting (laughs) characters in this as well hector elizondo i just love he's Uh, one of my favorite supporting characters that he's just brilliant um and it, again, it's just it's full of lovely scenes, and it's a proper it's a grin. From, yeah, you know, from you beginning to end. You can't it? not like this movie. I've just I've never met anybody who doesn't like it. Even my know, husband yeah. likes it. Yes. <laughs> that's that's good a rarity. He's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's just fantastic. And then my number two, we've just discussed it, is about time. Um, oh, I see. Perfect script, great characters. Um, satisfying absolutely mm-hmm. 100% satisfying uh, and just what you want for a rom-com so there we are all right okay so number cream one cream of the crop <laughs> number one hopefully Matt, not cream of one? the crap <laughs> I mean, it's pretty woman obviously obviously of course it is. <laughs> i mean where has everyone been living under a rock <laughs> i know it's your, your absolute favorite i think it's the perfect rom-com i think it's the perfect film like mm. ever i think it's got everything and and i was trying to put my finger on why though just why and uh, and why for me yeah and i think it's a balance of it being adult and fairy tale yeah, you know, I like that it's it can be both. Yeah, and it, I think it's got one of the best chemistry pairings put to screen mm. ever. Um, I think the story behind the making of the film is quite fascinating. I love that it's got this, you know, had this really unique journey to getting made. Yeah, it would have been a completely other film as well if it hadn't been yeah. directed. And by... I would have watched that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that it launched Julia Roberts into superstardom is, mm-hmm. you know speaks volumes about how good that platform was for her and how good yeah. she was in it you mentioned the supporting cast mm. killer soundtrack yeah um, yeah go west roy orbison prince bowie Roxette, and yeah just you know it's iconic scene after iconic scene mm-hmm. it's endlessly quotable yeah and it's the film that people no matter who they are if you scroll past it on the telly you drop everything and you watch it yeah it's hard to turn that one off yeah i think it's perfect yeah Totally agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I wonder what um, yours is going to be. 
My number one, um, it's quite obvious, you, you'll have guessed it from just listening to the episode, is When Harry Met Sally. Um, I think this is probably one of the most perfect scripts that has ever been written. I, I think line for line, it is absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that, again, that the concept of it being made based on um, Rob Reiner's relationship, his friendship with um, Nora Ephron, um, yeah. and then bringing those elements together to make the script. I love the pairing, though very <laughs> unbelievable to think about it. I think Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal are actually brilliant together. You would yeah, never in a million I, I years see, put them now. together, yeah. but it works. It absolutely works. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's I think it's that opposites do attract sometimes. Exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> it really does. Film, it? It's it is brilliant, uh, and I love um, Carrie Fisher in it, and his, and his best friend in it as well is mm-hmm. hilarious. They're, they're just <laughs> when they get in the taxi and I leave know. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I no, I won't do anything yet. I won't do anything. It's like, yeah, should we get a cab? Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, with okay, go. <laughs> just leave. Um, and, but it's it's again, it's filled up with these other supporting characters that really build the whole thing it's got great classic scenes in it that i'll mm-hmm. have what she's having is just brilliant i love the yeah. split screens Fantastic. um yeah. i love the the couple stories the older couple stories i, I love the one that says um i knew like you know about a good melon <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> okay it just cuts away uh, <laughs> i love the soundtrack as well um i, I think that's just brilliant i love the tone of the soundtrack um mm. what it brings to it that kind of frank sinatra type it's um, all harry connick jr yeah it is it's all harry yeah. connick jr yeah um yeah. he did the whole soundtrack but it's it's got that rat pack kind of new york tone um, yeah it's very new york yeah and it just proper, absolutely proper works to a t um and put all of those things together all of those elements and you have got the perfect film i just love it me and my husband are watching it tonight um mm. as our valentine's day film mm. so <laughs> yes so i i absolutely think it's i might watch saw <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay if if, if that takes your fancy <laughs> something light <laughs> but yeah i think I, I think absolutely any one of the five that we've each picked uh, would mm. be a perfect film to put on for Valentine's Day. Yeah. I really do. Uh, they all leave you happy. Yeah. Mm. So there you have it. Our nice Valentine's rom-coms. Day recommendations. Yeah. Don't watch Moonstruck. God forbid. I'm just. <laughs> uh, that is that is my main takeaway from this. If you take anything away from this podcast, mm. do not watch Moonstruck. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'll do tonight. I'll watch Fatal Attraction. <laughs> She's not even singing it. It's terrible. Oh God! There's no shoop shoop song. Anyway, on a on a nicer note, what are you going to recommend as, as your film? I, not Moonstruck, I, obviously. I was going to recommend my Big Fat Greek Wedding, but I recommended it in week two. That's how much I like it. <laughs> so I'm going to go for one that I, I do want to kind of promote because I don't think people have seen it very much. And I, I am going to go with the best exotic Marigold Hotel. This yeah. Time. Oh, it's a lovely film. On paper, you might look at it and think no but like consider the cast who's mm. in it and the fact that it is a comedy yeah and more more than anything it's the epitome of feel good because of what it's about and the magic that happens to these people who've taken the leap of faith literally boarded a plane and gone and just how things work out for them all it's it's just great spending time with those people i mean if if you actively choose not to spend time with judy dench maggie smith and celia rimmery i don't know what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah. i genuinely you don't know what's wrong with tastes. you yeah and, and maggie smith is i mean she plays like she's a very fantastic. racist old lady but mm. her arc is fantastic Brilliant. yeah and it's so just everything's so well-rounded mm. yeah and it's up there again it's just another one it's an easy watch feel good mm. yeah. uh satisfying film it's one of those um well my my recommendations quite similar really for the same same reasons uh is 13 going on 30 it's a little Mm -hmm. bit different um it's got a little bit that fantasy element to it um but you watch it for jennifer garner because she's (laughs) just absolutely fabulous she she really played a fantastic part um and you just love her you absolutely love her um, and again, it, it's feel good, easy watching, 
and yeah. it'll leave you happy. That sounds so, good. Yeah. I put. I was writing down your top five, just you know, curiosity, and I've gone mm. thirteen going on thirteen. Brackets big. It's <laughs> 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 just big. It's better it's, than big. It's big with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better than big. Yeah, as much as I love Tom Hanks, it's better than big. Fair enough. I shall try and watch that one. <laughs> it's worth it just for the thriller scene. I should be on the poster. It's big with boobs. <laughs> you you sh- you should watch it just for the thriller scene. Fabulous. Mm. Oh, and Andy Circus. Oh, Andy Circus is in this. Oh, I love Andy Circus. Oh, oh, you'll he is great in this. He plays her gay boss. Oh, he's jo- he's so funny. I had a dream just like that. He's so funny. <laughs> it's brilliant. So yeah, I, you should. I want you to watch this and tell me what you think. I really right. <laughs> it is really good. Okay, okay. And that's it. That's Valentine's yes. Day. What is coming up next? The, our next episode is um, musicals. Yeah. Uh, now we've picked the musicals with the same format. So we've we've picked one we haven't seen, one that the mm-hmm. other is recommending, and a favourite. Um, however, all of the films are based on the fact that they all have a big anniversary coming up. So it, we've had a limited group to pick from. Um, yeah. And picked our but films But it's all things that are those. like... 10, 20, 30, 35, 80. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yes, they've year got big anniversaries coming up. So I don't know if we've discussed this properly, so I'm going to tell you now. So we do have a favourite, an unseen and a recommended. We but do. we're also going to yeah. do a new musical each mm. as well. Um, and you are you will be doing cats. <laughs> <laughs> I will be doing cats. You I? will be doing cats. Well, I've seen cats, God. so you're going to do cats and I'm going to watch The Prom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting away with the three. Oh, no. Um, but if you do like films like, to just drop some in the mix, West Side Story, The King and I, and Evita, mm-hmm. we will be covering yep. those. Yeah. And some others. <laughs> and some others, which we won't reveal right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, so I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day, whether you are celebrating it with someone or if you're not um i hope you still have a great day and watch some great movies yeah stay out of the weather um yeah yeah might get blown away oh, dear. <laughs> i'd be lucky um, so, it's bye for me <laughs> it's bye for me you can find us all on social media let us know what you thought and it's bye from me 